Hi, everyone. This is Laura Camacho, the communication coach at Mixonian Institute, and welcome to the Speak Up podcast. And today we have a very brave guest because Mr. Tom DeLiegro is the first man to be <laughs> man enough to be interviewed on the Speak Up podcast. For some reason, I now that he has, you know, broken the ceiling. <laughs> I have other men scheduled, but Tom was the first one. <laughs> That's the first and, time ever. <laughs> yes. So it's exciting. He's a benefits consultant for benefit advisors of Charleston. So welcome to the podcast, Tom. Well, you want to very good to be with you. Yeah. Why don't you tell them, tell our audience a little bit how you got started in this business. I think you have an interesting story there. Yeah, thanks. So um, I was always an introvert. So uh, I was um, very, very shy as a kid and always kind of gravitated towards the sciences. And, you know, gosh, I would never have to be in business or never want to be in business because you have to actually speak to people. Oh, I know. It's uh, awful. So I was in a, I was a, in the science background um, all through college, health science and chemistry, had every intention of going to medical school, ultimately got in. Um, but I got scared. I'd never really, you know, I was from the wrong side of the tracks, uh, from Massachusetts and, uh, the debt, the commitment, the, um, you know, just everything about it kind of, kind of, uh, gave me a little pause. So I went ahead and took a step back, um, and, uh, reevaluated the direction I was going career wise. Um, and of course this, by this time I had matured and, um, had an interest to continue in healthcare, but uh, maybe from a business perspective. So I went and uh, got my MBA from Citadel. And when I was graduation, I um, said, well, listen, how can I merge my interest in healthcare uh, with, you know, helping businesses? And that's how I came into the benefit space. Um, and it's kind of gratifying. It's been very rewarding. I can't think of any other position where you have as much impact on a company as somebody who does what I do can have from employees to balance sheets to recruitment, HR, accounting, all that stuff. Uh, we can, I can kind of be a generalist and, uh, you know, still, still working through my communication and my introvert, my introverted and shy ways, but you know, uh, we make do, um, especially with your help recently. So <laughs> we appreciate that. Yes. Well, I mean, I think that extroverts are naturally more persuasive because they, they just talk more. <laughs> There's yeah. just, and it's easier for them. And, but, you know, by, by learning to connect with people one-on-one, -on -one, as you know, then you are able to be influential. But I think you're, you're, you hit the nail on the head by saying how much impact your service it has on companies, because I think of so many people that stay in a job be, or take a job because of the benefits, right? So right. If, if you can make it better for both the employer and the employee, <clears throat> then that's a, that's a big win for the whole company. And then yeah. that ripples out. So if you're a new, if you're a uh, Jim Collins fan who wrote good to great, he tells a story of new core steel and the culture that they cultivated. And uh, a lot of the spouses, now this is back in the 70s and 80s, okay? So mm -hmm. uh, being the first man, I don't want to already broach that line, but um, <laughs> he tells a story about Nucor Steel wives who said to their husbands, if you ever leave Nucor, I'll divorce you. 
(laughs) benefits that Uh, they afforded their employees. So anyway, that's kind of the context that that I exist in. Yes, very cool. Well, I really appreciate your uh, coming on board and being willing to share some of your conversations with, uh, I mean, we introverts, we think about both before we speak and after we speak. So we live in this totally different space than people who just talk and don't really think about it. Mm -hmm. So um, why don't you share uh, for our audience, you know, a conversation that didn't go the way you would have liked or the way you thought it was going to turn out. And, and let's see what, what happened and, and what we can take away from that. Yeah. So a couple of them actually, um, again, being a shy introvert, I've always had to work at being in sales. So uh, sales is a necessary part of what I do. I even hate the term sales, but my mind shift has had to occur since getting in business and uh, of course, when we're in school, you never want to be a salesman, right? It's always doctor, lawyer, engineer, you know, whatever. Salesman's the last person. So that's kind of been my mindset. So it's always been something I had to work at and constantly think about and read about and get coaching on. So some of my worst and most troubling uh, experiences are when I've had to kind of draw it out of myself, Right. And a couple of ex- uh, examples, one in particular, I had a uh, meeting, brand new meeting, first meeting with the woman I was referred in, and she's been in business for a long time. And I recall something that um, it started when I was uh, in business school. Uh, my marketing professor would say, well, sales is not what it was decades ago. It's more, detect- you have to be more of a detective than product pusher. The point being, you have to be inquisitive and ask right. more questions. And right. that was that's when I was like, okay, well, maybe this is, this could be something that I could do. So, but still it wasn't natural. So I went and I started the conversation with this woman and I said, well, I mean, obviously you invited me here to talk about uh, HR and benefits. Um, Why don't you give me your perspective on that subject before, you know, so I can determine if what we do could even help you. And she looked at me like I had four heads. She goes, what are you selling Amway? And it was just like, okay, there's no formula to this, right? (laughs) Because again, science background, I'm thinking there's a cookbook. Mm -hmm. There's a communications cookbook that you follow. Right. And people that know the cookbook make the best meals, right? Mm -hmm. No different. No, you always have to be nimble and adapt. And that's been the most eye-opening thing to me is there is no playbook. Mm -hmm. There's no one plus two equals three. You know, you have to be nimble and have your wits about you and be able to accommodate um, several examples based on the feedback that you get from somebody. Even if you have the best of intentions, if you're not taking the boiler room selling approach and kind of dumping your product knowledge on somebody, that even if you do do it with the intention of doing it uh, professionally, question-based, it does kind of backfire. Um, Another, um, I hate cold calling, but another example is a uh, call that I made to an employer. And again, very casually, who could have issue with this? You know, Mr. Employer, would you to, you know, I don't know, possibly looking at gaps in your HR and benefit program that could be causing you to over, overpay? And he says, gaps? Like in my teeth? And I was like, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so, again, it's, it's always kind of, there's no magic formula, despite how we might want there. Anyway, right. doing it right, it never seems to pan out as, 
at least I hope it would all the time. Yeah, it's true. And, and, the, and that's another uh, aspect of being an introvert is that we, we don't think as well on our feet. I and mean, when we can mm -hmm. plan out in advance, that's why we can be really good public speakers because we're structured and we have it kind of planned out. And generally people are listening to us. Um, I mean, it's like you have the floor by definition of being in front of the group, but in a one-to-one -one situation in a sales situations, it, it, it's a different ball game for sure. And I think the only constant is trying to make that relationship, but then you're trying sometimes to build a relationship with somebody who has exhibit zero interest in yep. building a relationship with you. And that's where it's, I think, just most, most challenging. What do you think you would have done differently with the first lady? Well, being an introvert, I go, oh my gosh, what did I do? Right. Of course. I screw this up. Yeah. So in the middle of that conversation, I'm thinking going, oh my gosh, I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. But you did. When upon reflection, no, it's oh, just She was, she was super was. rude. Yes. And- you know, I envy people who can just say, eh, no big deal. See you later. When I'm always trying to fix things, I need, you know, it's me. What did I do? And you panic, right? So that's the challenge. And it's not me. It wasn't her. It was just one of those things. And, um, you know, I wish I had more of a characteristic like so many people that I know who are good at this, mm -hmm. who can just be okay with it and breezy. Yeah, go to the next one. Um, you know, it's right. just not how I'm wired. Yeah, as well. You, you, because you care about what you do in a way that it it hurts when people exactly <laughs> you feel exactly. it. I, I, right. I, I totally empathize, and I think these. You know, I, you said it. How did you get in with that person to begin with? Like, how was it? Was a referral, right? Correct. Correct. So maybe that was you know where the communication fell apart, where it was, she just was doing it because of the other person and you yep. didn't have a chance. You know, you tried to make small talk or try not even to do small talk. You tried to get your intelligence that you needed. Socratic approach. Just right. asking. Yes. Asking, you know, telling is not selling that whole thing. Like exactly. You know, right. That's so true. what better way just to ask somebody in their perspective. And again, there wasn't anything wrong. I just, yeah, I yep. took it personal, and I think that's yes. what it is, Laura. It's yes. the people who can't take it personal, right? Are the it's ones so who I true. think are yeah. We hurt, yeah, we hurt ourselves by taking it personally. This is true, and that's been the lesson in several of these interviews. Because, as someone who peddles communication skills training, of course, I want I think that communication can solve so many problems, which it can, but it cannot solve everything <laughs> and if somebody is rude or threatened by you i mean you can mitigate the situation but you can't i mean interpersonal skills are not coercion it's not you you're not you're not forcing someone so so people have the right to disagree to be ugly about it and that's just the the way part yep. of the crazy psycho way we do business yep Yep, in, I agree. In 2019. Well, why don't you why don't we switch up and talk about a conversation that probably went better and that, you know, had a big impact on your life in some way. Yeah. Um I'll give you one personal, one uh professional. 
Um, and it all, they all have the same undergirding, the same common theme as exactly what I said earlier is taking that question based approach. Okay. Right. Which I think is excellent. Uh, I'm, I'm Italian. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Allegro, and so I'm a, come from a family of yellers, and it's not <laughs> we don't yell in a bad way. It's just that's how everybody talks, right? It's, right, right. Um, so it's uh, you know when I didn't uh, when I did something wrong or I didn't clean my room, it was nothing personal. It was just you got yelled at, not in a malicious way, but it was just a raising of the voice. Well, what's wrong with you? Why couldn't you clean your room? Right, right. Of course. So what else do I? <laughs> That's all I know. Not to my kids, it's ingrained in me, right? Right. So I took a different approach one time. I said, uh, you know, why isn't cleaning your room high on your priority list? <laughs> How and old was your child? He was nine at the time. <laughs> okay. And uh, he looked at, and it was like, wait a second, why aren't you? This isn't you, right? <laughs> Even if you didn't know me, it kind of gave him an opportunity to think and go. Huh, I, I don't exactly know why. Right. So the, so the desire to clean his room came from him. Right. Not from me telling him to do it. Yelling at him, your finger mm-hmm. quote, right? Mm-hmm. So so that was a personal. And then uh the other one was um uh in a business setting, you know, very similar. It was uh it was an example of where that type of question-based approach mm-hmm. went very positive. Um and I asked the client after or now a client, then a, somebody I was first meeting, um, you know, something to the effect of, you know, can you see how this type of approach could help your business? Mm-hmm. And she said, well, well, yeah. And I said, well, great. And then she kind of hung her head. And I was like, oh, great. God, I messed it up again, right? <laughs> About 30 seconds goes by. And that's the other thing. Let me interject. The power of the pause. Yes. <laughs> So in that instance was probably one of the first times in business where I just didn't screw it up by talking. She (laughs) hung her head. I let her, she picks up her head and she goes, how come I've never heard of you before? (gasps) Why hasn't anybody else talked to me like this? (gasps) And from that point on, I was like, this is it. You just like, that was the biggest lesson of any negative lesson that I've had. Mm -hmm. That was the most positive positive lesson yes very going right by just letting it sit yes that is so true because actually people need time to process things Mm -hmm. and and by if you keep the conversation just running 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 by like you said telling all the time then the person can't stop and process that's why when i'm doing public speaking now I am each time incorporating more time for people to talk among themselves or to even talk back to me, the speaker. So it's a conversation because of just realizing the way our brains are working, especially with the multitasking, the multi screening that whereas, you know, Abraham Lincoln could have a political debate for four hours and people would listen no, that doesn't happen <laughs> anymore. Right. So I think, you know, you're so true. Asking the questions, asking good questions, that's the, the introvert's key. To, that's our key to success because that's how yeah. we network. We ask questions. That's how we get to know each other. We ask questions. And that's ultimately how we sell our services uh-huh. is by asking questions. So it's yeah, just a, absolutely. don't you think getting the right questions? Well, thank you for sharing. Those are all great stories. And I know that our audience has a lot of introverts is going to be 
rejoicing that somebody else out there <laughs> feels their pain and knows what it's like. Well, I didn't say the power of the pause was painless. It was excruciating <laughs> to let it go, but to just have the discipline. Yes, yes. But, but to realize that it has a, 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 other than the purpose of helping you, you're helping the other person to yep. have the time and the space to think about what's being said to them and to think, yep. of, you know, just to process that. So to wrap this very interesting uh, interview up, Tom, what, you know, people are always seeing my uh, communication advice on the internet and the newsletter and the videos and the podcast. So why don't you share you, what you've learned over the years as an introvert salesman, health science geek, um, father of four, what, what works, you know, what are your go-to what would, what would you teach somebody if you were coaching? Yeah, it can be learned. Okay, good. That's, go. that's it. It can be learned with discipline and practice. Um, I'm not saying being an extrovert can be learned because at some, at some level, I think who we are is hardwired. Correct. Um, I agree. But don't turn down opportunities or don't wait. You know, for example, how many people have a passion, but they say, oh, well, I could never sell. So true. Right? Well, I could never be in sales. Right. Well, right. that's not true. I mean, if you are dedicated to it, and if you're not looking at it from a prism of selling is beating the other person down in a competition until you mm -hmm. get, until they do what you want them to do, I think that's a misnomer, especially now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so my big thing is it, it can be learned with the right partners. I think mm -hmm. I might know somebody who could help them with their <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, but uh, absolutely, it can be learned. Don't uh, limit yourself because I did it for 10 years. I was had enough. Oh, just didn't do yeah. it because, oh, I could never sell. Well, yes. Yeah, yeah you just need to do it. And uh, I, it, it can be an acquired skill. It can be. And uh, I think it's my introversion that a lot because you talk to an extrovert well how do you you know how do you do that and they say oh I just go talk to people yeah <laughs> and they Are don't <laughs> I know and we're like but what do you say <laughs> well I just you know ask them how they're doing and we just have a conversation but for us we we think about it, and that's how I that's what I think my approach to teaching communication is is so introvert friendly because I broke it down step by step it didn't come naturally to me either so this is you know um geek speaking to nerd here so uh it, yeah. yes it can be learned and, and it's also practice you know you become as you notice you become more comfortable getting to know people that you don't know well and uh, asking questions and and then you and then you find out that a lot of people out there are introverts. You can yep. you learn to pick up on little signals. It's like a secret code because nobody wants to really admit it in public. But if you if you say like if you find out somebody likes to read a lot, that's often a sign. Or if you notice that they're not motor mouth, that's another sign. It's well, don't cool. fake it is the other thing. I and mean, if yes. you're an introvert, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Exactly. Right. So, exactly. Uh, you know, um, there's just and the extroverts get all the attention because of what they are, but there's nothing wrong with being quiet and reserved. Uh, one, one book I would, and I don't know, is this bad if I plug a book? No, no, please do. There's a book called the four agreements. Um, oh yeah. 
Yeah, that is a good but, one. Uh, I read it and it's, believe me, it's kind of dry. But the main theme is if anybody has a problem with the way you do things, that's not your problem. Like I said earlier, I mm -hmm. blame myself. It's on them. I mean, if that's right. how they interpret your, so that was a big yes. lesson I've learned as well that uh, I still haven't mastered as evidenced by my recent story. But, um, but yeah, oh. so it's fine. It's, you know, if you ask somebody how they are and they get offended, but that's not your problem. Right. Exactly. I'll clearly there's, they're having a bad day. Right. So, um, all righty. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to wrap it up. So Tom, what if someone wants to get in touch with you and ask you about, cause I will say that Tom takes a very creative approach to kind of, you think of it as being a cut and dried business, but there's so much innovation going on in the healthcare space these days. I had a telehealth consultation my, this morning myself. Uh, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. You look up okay. Tom Delegro. Okay. Um, that's Company website is Benefit Advisors of Charleston. Okay. So LinkedIn and those that website will give you everything from email, phone number, and how to get in touch with me. All righty. Well, thank you so much. We're signing off. And until the next time, see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.